This is the Celtic myth of Ocean and Neve. Now, Ocean was the son of Finn McCool, and of all the Fianna, the guardians of Ireland, he was the greatest of all the poets. The music dripped from his tongue like honey, and he played the harp, and he was also the most agile. He could run through a forest without disturbing a leaf. Now, one day they were out hunting around the Kerry Mountains, very early one morning, they came to the side of a lake, and Fian held his hand up and asked for silence. He said, I can hear the sound of silver horseshoes a long way away. Now, Fian was the most keen of hearing of all the Fianna, and they, none of the rest of them, could hear a thing. But then in the distance they could hear a slight sound. And looking out across the mist of the morning, over the lake they saw a sight that made their eyes stare wide open. For there was a large white horse running across the surface of the lake, hardly causing a ripple on the surface of the water. It wore a gold plume on its head, and it had, as well as the silver horseshoes, it had silver bells tinkling from its harness, and on the back of the white horse rode the most beautiful woman that any of them had ever seen in their lives. She was very small, slightly built slender, like a fairy, they thought, and she wore a red cloak that was decorated with stars made of red gold, and along the hem it was all silken embroidered, and it had beautiful precious gems sewn into it that took the shape of flowers and honeybees. She was so fair, a warm glow seemed to radiate from her, she wore a silver crown on her head, and her long golden hair flowed down her back. She rode over the surface of the water, and then up onto the land, and stopped in front of Finn McCool, and she greeted him very warmly and with great respect. Finn bowed low to her, and also greeted her with respect. I have come, she said, to ask a favour of you, Fian McCool. Well, may if I can do anything for you, he said, I would happily do so. But first I must know what your name is, because I wouldn't want any of my powers to be used for evil. Oh, I have no evil intent, she said. But yes, I will tell you. My name is Neve of the Golden Hair, and I have come to ask for your son's hand in marriage. I would have a thing from you, Finn McCool, that you have but don't possess. I would like your son. Well, 
They stared at her in wonder. They looked behind them at that ocean sitting on his horse. Well, said Fian, you are right. Your words are true. What you ask me I cannot give you. For ocean is not mine to give. Then what shall I do? she said. A slight desperation in her voice, her eyes were wide and looked fearful. How should I win him? Well, ask him, said Fear. So Neve of the Golden Hair looked at Ocean, and she said, Ocean, I saw you seven long years ago. You were running through the forest, and so light of tread were you, it was as though you were moonbeams. And I saw your strong arms and your broad back, and I fell in love with you when I saw your lovely face and heard your sweet, melodic, musical voice. My heart was yours from that moment. And for many years I have watched you from afar, though you have never seen me before, because I was invisible to mortal eyes. Now I am the princess of Tirnanog, the land of the forever young. And my father, the king of Tirnanog, has granted me the power to be visible to mortal eyes. So I have come to ask for your hand in marriage. Will you marry me, Ocean, and come and live with me in Tirnanog, where there is peace and plenty, where the trees hang heavy with fruit, and honey drips from the bees' nests in the trees? It is the most beautiful land, and you shall be the lord there. <clears throat> you shall wear a golden crown on your brow, and have many people at your command. But what says you? Will you come with me? Will you be my husband? Now Ocean looked at her, and he rode his horse over to her. And he looked her in her beautiful eyes, and he said, Neve of the golden hair, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. And he got down from his horse, and he climbed up on the back of Neve's horse, and held her tight around her slim waist. She turned her horse, and rode back across the surface of the lake. Now as she went from their sight, the radiant glow that had bathed them disappeared too, and they were left in the cold grey light of morning. Now on Neve rode with ocean behind her, they rode over the lake until they came to a river, and they rode down the river as well. Swans and wildfowl scattered in front of them as they rode down over the surface of the river, chumping over waterfalls and rocks as though they were nothing. 
They passed the family in a coracle. By this time they were invisible to mortal eyes again, and the people didn't see them. On the road passed huts as well with thatched roofs, with the curl of the morning smoke from the fires just curling up from the roofs of, of the huts. Now they rode on, children stared in wonderment, and animals stared too, because it's only children and wild animals that can see any of the, cre of the people from the blessed realm of Tirnanog. Only the innocent can see them. They rode on and on until the river came towards the sea, and there they saw a mighty castle, a big fort built on a cliff overlooking the sea, and many warriors were there leaning on their spears and looking out over the waters, but they never saw them as they passed. They rode into the sea and rode to the west, over the waves, and then a strange fog came in around them, a mist. And as they rode into that, Ocean started to see strange things. A deer ran past them, being chased by a black bear over the top of the waves. They rode on, and he saw more deer running, being hunted by white dogs with red ears. And then... After riding on a bit more, they, they could see castles, they could see towers appearing from the mist, with pennants flying from the spires. And then a woman rode past them, going the opposite way. She wore a saffron silk robe, and she rode on a black horse, and she carried a golden apple in her hand. Behind her were two men on chestnut horses. One wore a white, short, white cloak, and he carried a golden sword. The other wore a short black cloak and carried a silver sword. And behind them came an old man with a face that showed wisdom, and he was carrying a casket, which he rested upon the pommel of his saddle. Now, Ocean was wanting to ask Neve about who these people were, but she raised her hand and she said, Behold, Ocean, behold, Ocean Macfion, here is the land of Tirnanog. Well, he could see the white shores of white sand. They rode from the mist now, and there was the white sandy shores of Tiernanog, with large sand dunes behind them, and there was a crowd of people on the beach ready to welcome them back. A young man was among the party, sitting on a fine horse, and he carried a shield that bore a device. It was made of gold and copper. He greeted them. And then they rode up over the sand dunes and towards trees. Now they rode the trees towards a castle. And the castle was made of white stone shining in the sun. And the walls were decorated with pennants of seven different colours. 
and Ocean realized that these colors were all the colors of the rainbow. It was as if they had pulled the rainbow down from the sky and split it up into its different colors just to decorate the walls of the castle. Now they rode along an avenue of trees, and it led towards a great arched door in the castle walls. The castle was circular, and they rode over the drawbridge. There were white and black swans swimming in the moat, and they rode towards the castle into the courtyard. Now Ocean had looked at the land around him, and he'd asked Neve, over there, there is, there seems to be orchards. Oh, yes, she said, there is orchards there plenty. There is cherry trees, there are apple trees, there's lemon and lime trees, and they all bear fruit all the time. And if you pick one, another one grows in its place immediately. And the green hills behind them there, well, what lies beyond those hills? Beyond those hills, said Neve, is our farms. Oh, and what do you farm there? asked Ocean. Why, dreams, said Neve. And those lofty mountains behind them, what lies beyond there? That is the land of silence, she said. Silence is valued here in Tiernanog. Um, and we go there sometimes when, when we wish solitude. And we can st stay there and contemplate life without any cares or any woes or any worries. The ground there, when you look at it, you can see the subtleties of shade, of dark and light. And that can make you think of things too. Recall your life in all the dark times and the bright times. If you look up at the sky in that land, there is many colours in it, and many patterns would suggest things that you may wish to think about and contemplate. It's a blessed realm. Well, they rode over the drawbridge and into the castle walls, and they were greeted there by a host of people, all celebrating and all shouting, and the children there scattered flowers underneath the horses' feet, and everyone was laughing and smiling, and there was music played on the pipes, and it was truly a wonderful magnificent welcome and there was an old man on a horse and he bore a resemblance to Neve and he said welcome Ocean MacFion welcome to the land of Tirnanog I am the king here and as soon as you set foot on the land of Tirnanog you shall become a lord here an important man well, he said, um, is there any rules, any customs that I should follow in your realm? And Neve said to him, there is only the one. Once you set foot on the land here of Tirnanog, you can never go back. You can't go back to Ireland. Yes, I know that, he said. 
So think very carefully before you do this, because you cannot undo it once you have set foot on Tirnanog. Then Ocean said in a loud, clear voice, he said, I am Ocean Macfion, warrior, hunter, and poet, and member of the Fianna. And I told you, Neve, of the golden hair, I would follow you to the ends of the earth, and to the ends of the earth I shall follow you. And he leapt from the horse, and as soon as his feet touched the ground, a transformation came over him. He had some wrinkles on his forehead, but they smoothed away immediately, and he immediately became younger-looking. His hair got a brighter luster about it, and his back, although strong, his shoulders became broader. Now, the coarse cloak that he was wearing of simple homespun wool changed into a beautiful silk, a blue silk cloak, and the rough sandals on his feet became beautiful kid leather shoes. Now he was welcomed into the palace, and there he met the young man that he'd seen down on the beach carrying the shield made of gold and copper. I am your servant, he said. I am the captain of your guard, and at your command. And I will take you down to the armory, and there you can have a sword and a spear which has been made specially for you. I will take you to the stables, and when you go in there you can choose a horse of your own choosing. And we have also made you a harp with strings of gold, and the strings are as fine as a spider's web, and yet they are as strong as the edge of the sword that you will receive from us. But first, he said, I think that there is a bath prepared for you. Yes, said Neve, we will be married soon. But go up the stairs here, come, come with me up the stairs, and you shall go to your room, and you shall wash and, and dress. So they went up the stairs, and she bade him good-bye for that short time. And he went through into his room, and there was an old woman, and she had a bath prepared for him. And he undressed, and he got in the bath, and he was washing himself down, and the old woman was sitting there attending him, smiling away. And he said, Tell me, why does everybody in Tiernanog smile? And she said, Why shouldn't they? But can you answer me another thing? I see here there are children, and there are people of middle age, and there are old people like yourself. I thought this was the land of the forever young. Oh, but it is, she said. You see, I am old now, but I was a lot older when I came here. Now, Every wave that laps on the beach of Tirnanog brings with it the soul of a dead person. 
but only the people who were good in life are brought to Tirnanog. And as every wave washes on the shore, so another soul is cast up on Tirnanog. And then they start to become younger. The children that you see here are actually the oldest people, but they are blessed because they have all the wisdom of age, but they have all the excitement and the wonder of childhood. So he was prepared, and he dressed in a fine new suit of clothes, and they went down, and a huge feast was prepared for them. And they ate there, and merrily had a lovely evening. Now the next day he was standing on the walls of Tirnanog, and he looked out over it, and he had come from the sea, and it hadn't been a long journey from the sea to the castle, yet now there was no sign of sea. There was just forest. And he asked Neve what that meant. Well, in Tiernanog, she said, everything is the way that you would like it to be. There is no such thing as space. Well, how big is Tiernanog? It's as big as the ocean, and as small as a clearing in a forest. You see, it has no size. It's as big as the sky, or it's as small as an anthill. Now, looking over there towards the, the mountains, there you said it's the, the land of silence, how long can people stay there? Oh, Ocean, you have to remember, there is no time here. Time doesn't exist. It's not real. Now, it doesn't matter. It has no reality here. It has no place here. And it doesn't really matter if you are tired of sunlight and the warmth of the day. Then you can wish it to be night, and it will be. Then you will have the darkness, and you will have the the golden, the silver light of the moon and the stars twinkling to, to shine your way to your bed. You can rest then in the dark. But to the person next to you, it could be bright daytime. There is no such thing. It's everything is how you perceive it yourself. It's an amazing place, he said. It really is said Nave. And then the two of them were married, and married in great style. And he was a loving husband, and Neve was a loving wife, and the two of them loved each other. Ocean had loved her from the moment he set eyes on her, just as she had fallen in love with him the moment that she had first cast eyes on him too. And then the old king said that he was now going to take his leave of them and go to the land of silence and there to contemplate life and to spend time just thinking. 
It's something that he had longed to do for a long time, but he didn't want to leave his people, but now he knew that they were in good hands. And so, soon after that, he said his farewells, and he rode off towards the land of silence. Now time passed, and everything was just as you could wish it to be in Tiernanog. It was so beautiful and so lovely, and his wife was so beautiful and so lovely and so loving. What more could a man ever ask for? How could a man ever wish for anything other than what he had right then and there? But one day Neve could see that he had lost his smile and sadness had crept into his face. And she said, Ocean, what is wrong with you? I see a sadness in you which has never been seen here before in Tiernanog. What troubles your heart? Well, said Ocean, I can't help but think of my son Oscar, and my father Fion, and of all the Fiena. I wonder how they are, and I wish I could see them just once more, and see old Ireland again just for one more time. Well, you do know, as I told you, said Neve, that it is that is dangerous. That is a very dangerous thing that you ask. But wouldn't it be possible just to go back just one more time, he pleaded. Just this once I would never ask again. What you ask is very dangerous, she says. But... If it is your wish, then I can grant you one last visit back to Ireland. But you must promise me one thing. Anything, he said, anything. I, I promise anything. You must, whatever you do, under no circumstances must you leave the saddle of your horse. You must not set foot on the ground or you will never be able to come back to this realm again. Oh, I promise, he said, I, I promise I will do that. Then I will give you my white steed, she said, and he will carry you over the ocean back towards Ireland. But remember what I say. I will, he said, and he kissed her goodbye. And he mounted the white horse, and he rode down to the beach and across the sea and through the mist, and then he came back to Ireland. There was the coast in front of him. And when he rode up on the land, he rode to the place where the Fianna liked to hunt, and he shouted for Fianna, for Fian and Oscar and the Fianna, but there was no reply, no answer. He rode up to where their fort was, but he found that now it was just a ruin of stone, 
and it was all overgrown with ferns and moss. So he rode around, not recognizing the place. Somehow it had shrunk in the time since he had been there. It had shrunk and it had become less. And the people that he saw there had shrunk in stature too. They were so much smaller than him, and to them he looked like a giant riding past on a massive steed, and people were afraid when they saw him. Now he came down to a quarry where there was a group of men laboring, prizing a stone from the rock face, and the stone was so heavy that they couldn't get it raised up. And he stopped and he asked them, what happened to Finn to Fionn McCool? Where is he and his men, the Fianna? And the people just looked at him and laughed and shrugged their shoulders and went, Fionn McCool, is, he's not real. He's a legend. A legend? Yeah, he's a, a story that old people told. I mean, <laughs> he belong to another age. I mean, he's, he's not a real person. He's only a, a legend, a myth. Well, what happened to him? Well, the old stories say that him and his men were killed in a battle a long, long time ago. Well, when he heard that, sorrow gripped his heart. You see, Ocean thought that he had been away for a year. And then he realized that there is no time in Tiernanog, and what he thought would be a year was many ages of the lives of men. And the men said, You look like a big, strong fella. Couldn't you help us lift up this stone? So... Ocean leant over on his saddle and he gripped the side of the stone and he lifted it up with one hand. The people were absolutely amazed at the strength of this man. But as he did that, the girth strap on his saddle broke and he fell down to earth with a clatter. And as he did that, the fairy steed disappeared melted away into thin air. And then the men who were quarrying saw a terrible sight, because Ocean suddenly became wrinkled, and his face shrunk, and his whole body shrank, and his broad shoulders became narrow and stooped, and his golden hair ended up curling and going white, and then turned to dust. And they saw all those years beyond count that he had spent on Ternanog finally settled upon Ocean Macfion. And he ended up just dissolving away into a pile of dust that blew away on the breeze.